If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This podcast is the final podcast in our month-long exploration of written standards under the FCPA. Today, we're going to look at policy on extortion payments. Extortion payments are not illegal under the FCPA. Extortion payments are made for any action which threatens or demands payment for your life, liberty, or health. They should be exempted out from your facilitation payment policy and procedure and your compliance program through specific language. You need to do this for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, your employees must understand that the company will support them if they are in any way threatened with harm, with arrest or physical detention, their health or safety is threatened, or any other nefarious activity against them. As a compliance professional, you need to make sure that the employee base understands that they need to do whatever they can to get themselves out of that situation they find themselves. If that means paying money, so be it. It's not a bribe, it's not illegal, but it's an extortion payment. Some of the situations your employees might face are along the lines of the following. Employees are stopped by police, military, or paramilitary personnel or militia, uniformed or not, at designated or other checkpoints or places, and a payment is demanded as a condition of passage of persons or property. Employees are stopped at the airport by customs or passport control personnel or military personnel, and a payment is demanded for entry or exit of the persons or property. Yes, both exit as well as entry. Three, Employees are asked by persons claiming to be security personnel, immigration control, or health inspectors to pay for an allegedly required inoculation or other similar procedure when your shot card is in fully in order. I once had a situation where an employee was threatened with receiving a vaccination for a yellow fever when he was departing a West African country. The employee paid some $85 to get out of that situation. He could not call me prior to making the payment because he was literally hauled into an office. A syringe was pulled out with a clear liquid of unknown origin, and he was told to drop his drawers and he would receive a shot. He gave him all the money he had, which was $85. When he finally got to a phone and called me, I instructed him to do as follows to write out, not type, but write out in a four-sentence paragraph what happened to him. Then he should staple that to his expense report, and he should write out a handwritten receipt for the $85. The documentation would prove that the payment was not a facilitation payment and that it was clearly an extortion payment. 
At the time this happened, the company I was under, or was at rather, was under a deferred prosecution agreement for prior FCPA violations. So I knew that this incident would make its way up to the chain for monitor and perhaps even DOJ review and oversight. And it went through cleanly and clearly. And the reason it went through cleanly and clearly was the documentation that I demanded of this employee after he had to pay the extortion payment. From this experience, I learned that the key is it has to be <clears throat> properly documented. It's more than simply the documentation, but you must specifically list extortion payments on your books and records as well, so that you will not be suspected from with hiding such payments by describing them as something else. The key is to train your employees to specifically take actions and which actions to take. If your policy states that it is a threat to health, safety, or liberty, it is not a facilitation payment, but an extortion payment. You might even want to list out some examples as I've listed here in the show notes to this podcast. Make sure that your employees understand what their rights are and what their obligations are to report the extortion payments when they come back to the corporate office or their office. But always remember, an extortion payment is not an FCPA violation. So what are today's three key takeaways? Let me just start with that last point. This is something you really need to hammer home in training because you need employees to understand that if an extortion payment is required to get them out of a dangerous or untenable situation, then you need to hold, have their back. They will not be questioned. You will fully support them if they communicate in a way that's clear to you that an extortion payment was made. And that's why I had the employee in my company hand write out what happened to him. I wanted to make it as clear as possible, the terrorizing nature of the situation. I didn't want it typed. I wanted it handwritten. I wanted him to attach it to his expense report so that the receipt would be reviewed by the monitor and if needed be the DOJ. But I think it's absolutely critical that you make your employees understand that you're going to support them if an extortion payment is made. So sometimes the question comes up, was it an extortion or some other type of payment? I was once in China with my CEO and we were stopped by Chinese police. It was clear they were looking for some type of payment to let us pass, but my CEO was adamant that we were not making any payment. And although the police officers who stopped us did not speak English and we spoke no Chinese, they did not ever pull their guns out. And although we sat by the side of the road for several hours, uh, I never felt physically threatened. So what is an extortion is it, or is it some other type of situation? And finally, and this seems like a great note to end this entire section on policy and procedures on document, document your extortion payments both the financial component and the underlying events, and put that in your books and records. If a regulator or the government comes knocking, you certainly want to have something in there so that they will understand the severity of the situation going forward. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, extortion payments are not illegal under the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Number two, was the action an extortion or some other type of situation? Number three, document, document, document your extortion payments, 
both the financial component and a description of the underlying events. If I could ask you to do, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.